Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries and our must-read daily newsletter. This week on Highways Voices, we talk cutting carbon in our roads. So what we've done as a business, we've developed a sustainable asphalt range of products. We've got quite a portfolio of them. It might have a new brand as Hansen turns to Heidelberg materials, but the company is still making significant progress on its journey to net zero, helping produce highway maintenance materials that are more durable and lower in carbon. You'll find out how on this week's Highways Voices. Highways Voices in association with partner organisations Elkrig, ADEPT, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK. So Heidelberg materials to come in a chat with Adrian on this week's Highways Voices. And talking of Adrian, here he is with this week's stories that have caught his eye on the Highways News website. The government has announced a raft of measures to make traffic signals more efficient, including the replacement of old equipment, a new green light fund and new technology to manage city centre traffic. This has been described as the biggest investment in traffic signals in decades. The plan for drivers includes 30 million to upgrade traffic signal systems, replacing unreliable and obsolete equipment to improve reliability. Also a 20 million pound green light fund to tune up traffic signals to better reflect current traffic conditions and get traffic flowing as well as a 20 million to deploy advanced technology for traffic signals, making use of machine learning and artificial intelligence to optimize traffic flow and balance traffic across city centers. This follows a successful 50 million pounds of spending to maintain and upgrade signals, which involved the granting of between 250 and 500,000 pounds in extra maintenance grants for 39 local authorities. And the Transport Secretary, Mark Harper, has told the Conservative Party conference he will give people choice to make their lives easier and not force them to travel in a certain way or at certain times, as he announced a comprehensive plan for drivers. Mr Harper told the audience in Manchester that in the UK, the most important mode of transport remains the car, van, lorry or motorbike, but that listening to some people, do you think the car is immoral? And that is a Conservative Party that is proudly pro-car. His plan for drivers includes a ban on the misuse of 15-minute cities and to look at how strict overzealous use of traffic management measures by councils, including cutting off from the DVLL database if they don't follow the rules. He discussed how while 20-mile-an-hour zones are a good way to protect schools, quiet residential areas and rat runs, they should not be used to punish drivers. He also confirmed the new national parking platform and a promised comprehensive range of measures to help councils tackle the menace of potholes. Remember, we're the only place you need to go for everything you need to know. We're Highways News on X, LinkedIn, online and into your inbox every lunchtime if you sign up at highways-news.com. Swaco improves quality of life by making the travel experience safer, quicker, more convenient and environmentally sound. From software-as-a-service traffic management solutions to parking, VMS, EV charging and road marking too, find out how Swarco can deliver more efficient and safer traffic management. Swarco, the better way every day. So this week on Highways Voices, we take a closer look at the materials that improve our roads. This week sees the rebranding of Hanson UK to Heidelberg to align with its parent company. The refresh of modern identity reflects its commitment to decarbonisation and growing the circular economy, as well as demonstrating that it's part of the global business with one voice. This will allow the group to work together to lead the field in driving down carbon emissions, promote the circular economy by recycling and reusing construction waste, develop a digital solutions to provide added value for customers, 
and develops sustainable and innovative building materials. Hansen has been part of the Heidelberg Materials Group for more than 15 years following its acquisition in 2007. So joining me to discuss this, innovation in asphalt, carbon reduction and much more, are Gareth Day, Asphalt and Contracting Managing Director at Heidelberg Materials, Adrian Hadley, Head of Technical Asphalt and Aggregate at Heidelberg Materials, and Jack Wiltshire, Head of Highways at Dorset Council, who have had a long-term relationship with Hansen in the past. So firstly, Gareth, welcome to Highways Voices. What are your thoughts on the rebrand and how it will help your customers? So we're aligning with our parent company, Heidelberg Materials, to reflect the global scope of our business. The industry and the company face global challenges, not least climate change, which which we're going to talk about today. And, And this change in brand allows us to communicate to our customers better what we're doing in this space, not just in the UK, but elsewhere in the world, whether that's to do with our cement production business and carbon capture and storage that we're doing we're going to be the first, for example, in Norway with a carbon capture and storage plant in Brevik next year, but also in the UK with our carbon capture and storage at Paisewood via the Hynet Consortium. And as we're talking about today, the focus and the developments that we have in the asphalt business around carbon reduction in particular. And in terms of carbon reduction, I know the company has been working on, on plans to reduce carbon emissions and eventually meet net zero with asphalt materials. Tell us what the main main sort of learning from that has been so far. We tend to think of this as an asphalt producer in terms of scope one, two and three emissions, but also in terms of the life cycle of a road. I think it's a very broad topic. And the more we've learned about the topic and the more we've tried to innovate in this space and develop our materials and, and services in this space, the more we've had to sort of break it down into those in those particular areas so that we can get to grips in it and so that we can focus our efforts in specific areas in that scope one, two and three and and increasingly in in the life cycle of roads. We've tried to to think about it in terms of that scope one, the direct emissions from company controlled assets. For us as an asphalt producer, that's our plants. That's particularly the fuel we're using to heat up the materials in the production of, of asphalt. In terms of scope two, for us, that's electricity. So we use carbon neutral sources of electricity in the Heidelberg Materials UK business. And then scope three, the indirect emissions from purchased materials as an asphalt producer. So for us, that's particularly things like aggregates, which, which we tend to source internally. And, and we're, we're looking constantly at ways that we can reduce carbon in that space through sourcing locally. But if we are transporting it, putting it on rail as opposed to road, for example, and we have a, a large network of both rail-located quarries, but also rail-connected plants, but also bitumen. And, and, and we can talk a little bit about the innovations that we've been working with our supply chain partners on the bitumen products that we're using and the, the products and services we're able then to deliver it to, to our customers. And tell us how these kind of, how this thinking and forming of these ideas have, has been put to practice or started to be being put to practice on, on the road network with the customers in depots, in, in places like that. Again, breaking it down into that scope one and two and three. In, in terms of scope one, you know, we've had a program of replacing burners on our plants for a few years now. We're not able to replace all of our burners across our 35 plant network in one go. But over time, we've been replacing old burners with with new ones. And and, and that typically has a a 10% improvement in efficiency. So so those newer, more efficient burners allow us to use 
less fuel for the same output of, of asphalt in the plant. We've been doing things like looking at the covered storage of, of our recycled materials. So we use a large amount of recycled asphalt planings. So, so the asphalt is planed off the road surface. We are increasingly looking to use that in our materials. So last year, for example, we used about 600,000 tonnes of recycled asphalt planings in our used directly back into our mixes. And we've been looking at, at how we can store those materials because the more moisture those materials have, the more fuel is required to heat them up in order to put them into the asphalt mix. And so by covering the storage of those materials, the, the moisture content reduces and actually our fuel uses reduces. So again, we've had a, over the last couple of years and into the next few years, we have a program of covered storage, but also moisture reduction. We, we, we've, we've developed some moisture reduction systems, part of that covered storage for our for our wrap, our recycled asphalt planings. We've done a lot of work around wastage on plants. So reducing wastage on plant, whether that's what we call black waste, which can be waste of actually produced asphalt material uh, and what we call white waste so waste of putting hot aggregates through a plant which is unnecessary when we're when we're able to increase the efficiency of our our plants and what that means is that we use less fuel per ton of asphalt produced and and, and put on the roads we've developed different products in terms of warm mix so we have our our era warm mix product that we've had for for a large number of years and we're increasingly selling warm warm mix products to customers they also have a a lower fuel consumption per ton of material but we're developing new products which adrian can talk a little bit about half warm and and cold mix products and looking to the future we're, we're looking at new fuel sources so, for example, hydrogen is a big one we're looking at at the moment. We're, we're in a consortium with EDF, the energy company, where we've had government funding. So we've already been through a government-funded feasibility stage, and we've now had government funding approved for a demonstrator phase on a project that we're calling Hydrogen for Hansen. And that project is where EDF will use their Haitian 2 nuclear power plant in, in the north of England to produce electricity and also heat from the nuclear reactor, that will be used through an electrolyzer to produce hydrogen in in a very efficient way and also a carbon neutral way. That hydrogen will be put on next generation tankers and taken down to our Kriegi and Ashlark plant. And in this demonstrator phase, we will look to demonstrate the feasibility of using hydrogen in Ashlark production. We're hoping to be the first in the UK, one one of the first in the world to do that. We're certainly the only company in the UK that has this type of government funding collaborating with a with a major global partner like this. So that's that's a that's a really big project for us. And I think that's a sign of where we're heading in the future. You know, we're going to demonstrate the feasibility of and the, the industrial use of hydrogen in asphalt production. And that could lead to us in the future having plants fueled by hydrogen that would be completely carbon neutral. So that would be a real step change in, in the industry. So those, those are some of the things in, in scope one. Talked about scope two, we already use carbon neutral electricity in our plants. And scope three, what we've learned there is is all around trying to minimise and reduce the carbon in the materials that we're using in production. So I talked a little bit already about the aggregates that we're sourcing internally. That leads on to discussions like specifying roads, that we're working with our partners to try and specify local materials, Often that means not using high PSV, polystone value aggregates in unnecessary applications. 
materials, which can often travel long distances because of the scarcity of those materials. We want to use more local indigenous materials. We want to transport more and more materials on by rail, which we are doing, which reduces the embodied carbon in those materials. And as I said, on that scope three, we've learned a lot working with our partners. And I think Adrian can probably talk a little bit in particular around the work we've done around biobinders, which means that we're replacing the content, working with our partners, our bitumen suppliers are, are helping us with this. They're replacing the the traditional content of bitumen being really primary oil products with bio alternatives, which result in a in a reduction in the carbon of of, of the bitumen that we're using in, in, in the asphalt that we produce. And, and, and we've worked with Dorsets on projects, which has led then on to other things that we've done with National Highways on the Strategic Road Network. We'll hear more about that in a moment on Highways Voices after our partner news. Highways Voices, with the latest news and events from our partner organisations, Elkrig, Adept, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK. I'm recording this podcast at the Elkrig Strictly Highways event in Blackpool this week. That explains the hubbub in the background. Keep an eye on the Highways News website for details of news and announcements from here. We're waiting to hear whether the Transport Technology Forum will be involved in the sharing of £70 million in funding for signals upgrades, as we talked about earlier, as announced by the Transport Secretary on Monday in his new plan for drivers. When £15 million was spent on maintenance and upgrades two years ago the TTF through Elkrig was involved in the admin of the money we might find out during Strictly this week and I'll let you know on the site if we do. ITS UK says there's much to welcome in the government's new plan for drivers including the high priority it places on transport technology and its role in supporting a more efficient and safer road system in particular ITS UK says it's positive to see government commit to deliver the national parking platform over the coming year and the £70 million of funding for smarter traffic management systems and the commitment to roll out new data services like the digitalisation of traffic regulation orders. Meanwhile, Strictly isn't the only event this week. Representatives from the Live Labs 2 team are attending the World Roads Congress event in Prague. The event is run by the World Road Association PIARC and is the global forum for exchange of knowledge and experience on roads, road transport policies and practices. Members of the team will be taking part in workshops, talks and technical sessions and a digital exhibition will introduce the programme to conference participants. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. Now back to Adrian's chat with Heidelberg Materials and Adrian Hadley, Head of Technical Asphalt and Aggregate at Heidelberg, takes up the story. Picking up on that point, I think the one real benefit that we have with asphalt is that it's 100% recyclable and, and that, that in itself is... Um, Fantastic for the sector in terms of the circular economy, that recyclability and reusability of the material is an excellent benefit. It, it reduces the demand on the virgin aggregate and the virgin bitumen, therefore fully supporting uh, our sustainability uh, targets. Um, so that, that in itself is a real positive for the asphalt industry. Picking up in a little bit more detail, the products that we've developed, and, and by this I mean certainly looking at products from the point of view of them being more resilient, we're all aware of the impact of, of, of climate change and the, the necessary actions that we need to take, uh, as Gareth's mentioned, regarding looking at scope one, scope two, and scope three emissions. So what we've done as a business, we've developed a sustainable asphalt range of products. We've got quite a portfolio uh, of them, and just briefly going uh, through them, 
one at a time and then coming onto a couple of contracts we've actually supplied. And we really kicked off a few years ago with our, our Warmix Ashbelt, our ERA brand, that, that, that stands for Energy Producing Ashbelt. The benefit there of Warmix Ashbelt is that through reduced use of energy, we can reduce the asphalt manufacturing or the mixed temperature. And typically, we can drop the temperature by around 30 to 40 degrees uh, C, which is a real positive. But the kick-on effect from that is that we can reduce our embodied carbon by up to 15%, depending on the type of plant and depending on the type of product that we produce. So you've got a real win-win there. And Warmix asphalt is now being fully specified by national highways for, for use on the network. And uh, the take-up has been uh, extremely good. Certainly, uh, the growth over the, the last couple of years has been really positive. So we see Warmix asphalt certainly continuing. We expect to see more use of Warmix within the, the local authorities, which we, we know we know Dorset certainly advocates its use. And that's uh, that expect the, the trend to continue that way. We're also in development looking at a product called Half Warm Mix Ash Belt. Now, Half Warm Mix Ash Belt, we can actually produce the material there at an even lower temperature between 90 and 100 degrees C, thereby potentially reducing the carbon emissions by up to 50%. But moving on, other recent innovations have included a, a product that we've developed called um, Carbon Lock. Working with our bitumen suppliers, Shell and Ninas, we successfully carried out trials initially with uh, Dorset County Council, both in a, a standard pen grade bitumen uh, using BioBinder and also polymer modified bitumen. And that was really good success and, and great that we we're able to work with Dorset to introduce that new technology. We then moved on from there in uh, the early part of February this year. We collaborated with uh, Atkins and National Highways to um, basically look at the opportunity on the network to using a clause 942 thin surface course asphalt on the strategic road network using our carbon lock technology with a, a bio binder. A little bit about bio binder. Bio binders, um, part of the bitumen refined from crude oil. So part of that bitumen is replaced by bio components. So we, we all know about the world of bio and, and bio comes from living organisms. So when plants or trees taking CO2, they emit oxygen. That absorbs CO2, creates a, a, a carbon lock in the material. That is then embedded into the bitumen, and then consequently we mix the asphalt with the bio binder. And that carbon or that carbon that's locked in there is also locked into the asphalt. And the really positive news about this technology is we see typically a 250 kilogram reduction in embodied carbon actually in the bitumen itself that equates to around about a 13 kilogram per ton reduction in carbon in the actual manufactured asphalt and that in turn locks in around six tons of carbon per kilometer of, of road laid so if we look at that and we consider that 13 kilogram reduction and we talk about the uh, warmix asphalt offering typically two and a half to sort of three kilograms carbon reduction we're already moving asphalt away from uh, an average of 55 kilograms embedded carbon to sub 40 for, for average typical asphalt materials. So the, the trial work that we did on the A30 was very successful. The key to that was that really good collaboration between Atkins National Highways and our certain contractor that was, was Hanson Contracting on, on that particular site. 
the two trials went down extremely well. The quality was right first time. Everyone's delighted with uh, the results. And it's actually um, continued that Nottingham University have been involved with um, fairly rigorous testing of the material, particularly in terms of looking at the binder components, the, the binder rheology, just to ensure that the binder properties are in line with expectations of uh, conventional uh, polymer modified binder to the uh, BSEN standard 14023. So that trial went particularly well. But I think there's another one uh, that's certainly worthy of mentioning. Last year, we worked on the A414, just off the M1, heading south towards Milton Keynes. We, again, were approached in terms of what innovation we could come up with, because that was a, that was a concrete carriageway. There, there, there was certainly concern about uh, structural refractive cracking coming through the concrete carriageway. We developed a, a, a product, a samulair, a stress-absorbing membrane interlayer to overlay that concrete. That was laid 25 millimetre in terms of its thickness on, directly on top of the concrete with a, a 50 millimetre of a thin surface coarse material. Part of the trial, um, in terms of that collaboration piece, again with National Highways, was looking at not only the overlay of the concrete carriageway, we're also asked to supply the material warm mix asphalt to reduce carbon, the importance there. We took the opportunity also to use a, uh, an asphalt that contained recycled plastic. Now, the recycled plastic is not plastic per se added in the max. It's chemically converted into a more usable product that's more homogeneously mixed within the bitumen and therefore into the final asphalt product. And there was much interest in uh, the use of that material on the network. We also took the opportunity with um, that uh, scheme to use uh, an anti-aging binder. And when we talk about roads, when roads age, we, we talk about the oxidation process. And through oxidation, the, the bitumen takes up oxygen and, and ultimately it becomes more it becomes more brittle and it ages. So again, working with the bitumen companies, um, they've worked to develop anti-aging binders. From that, we developed our own branded product called AgeLast. We laid some of that material also on the, uh, on the A414 scheme as part of the trial. And that will be continued to be monitored. And I think the main takeaway there is if that product continues to perform well based on laboratory data uh, of increasing the life of the product, that, again, from a sustainability point of view, the long-term durability of the product will offer more resilience and um, certainly uh, an exciting opportunity for the, for the future for all schemes on the network. We also were, were asked on that scheme to provide a material with reduced emissions so we supplied our product called clean air now the the benefit with this material is it reduces the emissions from the asphalt by up to 40 percent now asphalt is in itself considered to be a very low um, emitter in terms of uh, its effect on air quality however that product that technology we, we do know that the nitrous oxides the sulfur oxides the nox the socks the particulate matter the vocs we've proven there working again with particularly on this case shell to reduce those emissions by up to 40 percent so you're starting to get a picture here of the uh, scenarios that we're in in terms of uh, reducing carbon offering products that are more sustainable that are more resilient and we also took the opportunity on the a414 through again once again through hansen contracting who uh, were the uh, servicing contractor on the scheme to uh, use a, uh, a shuttle buggy now the idea of a, a shuttle buggy is to um effectively surface, but develop and produce a smoother road. We know that if we can produce a smoother road, 
it's all around a better experience from a road user point of view in terms of that ride quality. But also there's um, good scientific evidence out there to suggest that if you can lay a smoother road, you will ultimately reduce the fuel consumption of the vehicles using that road. So I just want to pick up on some of the things that you've mentioned there about resilience. How do we produce and lead on from what you've been saying about the stuff that you have been producing? How do we produce better road materials for the future? I mean, given the weather is one thing, but we've got heavier vehicles on the network now with electric cars. We've got more lorry movements, I think, than ever in the UK. We've also got other challenges. So there's more active travel, for example, more cycle lanes on the network. You mentioned there about high PSV. That's been around for for a long time. Is it time to think about changing our strategy for materials on the road to cope with these different vehicles and ways of travelling? The way we look at that as Heidelberg Materials as a group, I think there's, as you say, there's the challenges of providing more robust materials, more materials that that are going to last, have a longer life, going back to the whole life cycle, carbon emissions of, of roads. But also, as Adrian was talking about, providing materials that are going to stand up to more more extreme weather in this country than potentially we've had in the past through climate change as well. So on the one hand, we we are developing products that that are going to be able to do this. And on the other hand, we're developing products that need to be lower and lower in carbon emissions. And part of that as well is producing materials that are going to have a, a, a far larger recycled content. That's a push for us as a company, not just in asphalt, but across our range of products, whether that's cementitious materials, aggregates materials, or concrete materials, more and more, we will be putting recycled materials in our products over time. And as as I was mentioning before, we already put a significant proportion of of recycled material in in our asphalt products in particular. Jack Dorsett declared a climate emergency. One of the first things they did as the council in 2019. How, how are you getting on with that process of decarbonising the network? It's a slog. It's, it's a lot of hard work. When we declared that climate and ecological emergency, we had to have a really hard think about what our roadmap is going to be for us to be carbon neutral by 2040. And uh, the Hanson partnership is is really key to that. So it is a true partnership with potentially 10 years to, to run on the contract. And that enables us to have a long term view as to how we're going to be working with our suppliers, working with our partners to reduce that carbon. It means we can be this test bed. One of the fantastic things we've got about the partnership is that we're both quite open to risk. So we can try things. If they work, they work. If they they don't, we've learned a lesson. That's where I think we've got a really good working relationship with Hanson, where we can try these new things on our network. And we think it's it's likely to be of benefit to to Dorset Council, particularly as being an innovator, uh, reducing carbon. But also, um, going back to the, the people who pay the bills, and um, the, the DFT are very interested in our incentivization funding to see how we're looking at being innovative. So, so we record that and we go back to the DFT and we, and we show how we're working collaboratively to be at the, the front of the markets, reducing carbon and managing our roads more effectively to hit that neutral target. Jack Wilshire, Head of Highways at Dorset Council, finishing that chat. You also heard from Gareth Day, Asphalt and Contracting Managing Director, and Adrian Hadley, Head of Technical Asphalt and Aggregate, both from Heidelberg Materials. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Highwaysnews.com. Almost time to go, but beforehand, here's Adrian's accolade. And my accolade this week 
goes to Scottish Borders Council. It has joined forces with bus operators from across the region to launch a marketing campaign aimed at encouraging those entitled to free bus travel to use the bus. The campaign, Free to Choose Bus, is a year-long initiative focusing on the range of benefits of bus travel, including the health and well-being, financial, environmental and social advantages to travelling by bus. The collaboration with bus operators will see all those involved collectively promoting free bus travel used a newly created marketing toolkit with images, videos, reels, posters and adverts. Encouraging public transport is why they're a worthy winner of my accolade this week. Worthy winner indeed. And that's it for Highways Voices this week. Don't forget, we'll be at Highways UK in two weeks' time for daily programmes. But in the meantime, we'll catch you again next week. Speak then. Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry.